Ten String Tavern, episode 17. Another fight one. We got uh, Johnny Hotback visiting us uh, from owner and head instructor of Ohio Valley MMA. And one of his fighters joined us, Stephen Carnage Carney, currently fighting for the King of the Mountain tournament in uh, Morgantown. He's round, one round in so far. Yeah, one round in. Fighting in the light heavyweight division. Thank you guys for coming in. Enjoy it. Every time. <laughs> More to come, too. Yes. Um, so what is it like going down to a tournament like this, being from the Northern Panhandle, coming down into Morgantown? Because I know last time you told me that you guys, not like a little ride, there's a separate. Oh, it's def- enemy territory. Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's a, I, us first then when and, you go and, down and there. I, I'd like to ask him, as a, you know, fairly new into coming in and out of downstate, did you feel like you weren't welcome? Yeah, I, I felt really before. Yeah, I mean, not only is he the one of the scarier guys in that tournament but like it is definitively different when we cross over to go down state they just don't really they don't like that we're part of the state yeah and they had like kind of a click of themselves down there oh yeah yeah oh yeah they all work together all the promoters everybody (laughs) now the guy the guy that he's fighting for now is well traveled he's from this area but he he has done promotions in florida and elsewhere, and he came back because he likes to build up West Virginia fighters. That's good, okay. He wants to take guys like Steven, give them these uh, tournament experiences so that they can get built up in record, and then, you know, take them to the next level and maybe, you know, get them to where they have money fights. Yeah. Where they fight big-time fights in Vegas and stuff like that. Um. So, uh, how'd you get started in the fight game? How'd you get hooked up with him? And well, I've, I've, I've always known about Johnny and people that he's trained with. He's been affiliated with my cousin Todd. He fought professionally for good okay. many years, and uh, well, I've always been, you know, what I mean, like a tough guy, I scrapper, fight, yeah. scrap, and but I was small. I grew up tiny, bullied all the time, so I was always fighting older kids, mm-hmm. and then. I hit about nineteen twenty. I hit a growth spurt, and I didn't my own, didn't know my own strength. Okay. And uh, I found out that I could I could punch really hard. That's what he was saying. Like it's it scary. <laughs> and you're light heavyweight, right? Yeah. Okay. And how's it, how big does it go up to in that tournament? Do they do heavyweights, or is that is light uh, heavyweight? There's a heavyweight tournament right now okay. that they're having. Uh, yeah, the heavyweight goes up to whatever you weigh. Yeah. So. I like where he's sitting with his weight right now. Uh, we had a really easy weight cut. Mm-hmm. Like, quite honestly, woke up at weight. Oh, that's good, yeah. And, like, hi- still kind of hydrated and, and all good to go. So Okay, so not much. That's the preferred way to have it. Yeah. You know, usually we're doing a little bit of a weight cut at the end, but him not having to do anything the day of was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when people talk about the – the effect that like that weight cut has, it's not necessarily like being a little bit heavier than your opponent, just the toll your body goes through to cut that weight and then get into a fight is just so crazy because you're, uh, some people get pretty close to the point of death. Well, they're starting, they're starting to talk about it being a problem with your brain too, because you're taking away fluid. 
and you're taking away fluid from that area as well. So it's leading to, they're saying that it's leading to concussions faster. Yeah. Like you're ta- you're, you're, the damage is multiplied by the fact that you don't have the high, proper hydration. Mm-hmm. And they're not letting guys, even at the highest level now, take IVs after. Yeah. So, you know, it's almost to the point where it's like, it's like Joe Rogan said, they should just start banning weight cutting. Yeah. And just take hydration tests and everybody just fights where they are. Yeah. Because like, look at the stretch that they're going with uh, this new pay-per-view because they had um, Volkanovski come in to fight uh, yeah. Islam. Yeah. And like Islam is so huge cutting down that much weight. Volkanovski has to come up. It's nuts. Volkanovski well, has no Vol- neck either. Volk won that first fight anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I believe. I believe. You can't be locked in a, was a leg lock. And going, your guy's not tough. He's yelling to his corner, your guy's not tough. Yeah. And how can you guys se- even separate? When, even when he was on Volkanovsky's back, Volkanovsky was doing the most damage. Yeah. So, like, it, I see, I saw a fight completely different than the judges did. Yeah. What do you think of uh, Strickland being the new champion? You think he's going to last? <laughs> <laughs> not if they can help it. Yeah. Like, yeah they, I, I think they, that's they a media nightmare. Because he keeps posting. What do you say? What do you think of him, Steven? I don't really pay attention to much fighters. Nah. <laughs> nah. I, I I enjoy him because he's off the cuff and he doesn't care. And I enjoy his style. His his style yeah. is dominating. Mm-hmm. Nobody does a, a, a jersey shell like No, that. I, I haven't seen and, it so and long. And just walks you down. Yeah, and checked every kick. Yes. Like, beautifully. Yeah. What but, do you think was going on with Izzy? Do you think that drop affected him, like, going into the later fight? Because, like, the fifth round, I was thinking, like, he's got to do something. I don't know. I mean, he, he, the guy's one of the most active fighters that yeah. they've, we've ever seen. You know, mm-hmm. the guy was fighting very regularly in high-profile yeah. fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pereira rematch was direct turnaround. Right, yeah. And he just got knocked out. Mm-hmm. So, like, that, at a point, that takes a toll. Yeah. Um, so going back to the uh, King of the Mountain tournament, it's a three-night fight, or three uh, events. Is that how it goes? And we're un- we're done with the first. So do you know, like, your next opponent going in right now? Or- yeah. Oh, oh okay. Okay. What do you think of that next opponent? Uh, I think he's all right. Uh, I think he's skilled, got mm-hmm. a lot of talent, but uh, I don't think he's ready for me. That's right. Now you were, I, I think he's going to beat his head in. Now, you're like, saying he eliminated, like, what you thought would be his competition throughout the oh, tournament on this past like event. He, he, well, he pulled the best fighter that was supposed yeah. to be in it, and that guy decided that he had other things going on and he didn't want to fight Steven. So then they filled it in with the champ from the, the pre, uh, prior champ from the weight class right below. Okay. Which, and, and a very skilled, tough fighter. But quite honestly, I think that was probably the toughest matchup yeah. he's going to get. So it's it should be interesting the next couple of rounds because it might be lights out. And when you're training for him, is it more of you studying him or are you just working kind of like on your fundamentals constantly, not worrying about his style? Just kind of like a mix. Do you do like a lot of uh, watching your opponent as fight prep? I- I'm more so worried about me. Like yeah. We're working on a technique and pool for any fighter. It's yeah. not just one fighter itself. We're, mm-hmm. we're focused on me. 
it's hot in here. <laughs> I, I had locust wood and cherry wood going before the guys came in. I had to open up every window and door in here. I was getting so hot. That's wood. That's wood fuel for you. Yep. It's uncontrollable. <laughs> I filled up my, uh, cause we have a supplementary oil burner down there. I filled up the tank yesterday. It was 999 bucks. <laughs> Just <Good laughs> guess a dollar short of a grand. You're like, I'm saving money, but am I? Yeah. Right. Yeah. What, um, so when, when you guys are going down to Morgantown, has there ever been a thought you could try to get an event up here to bring them up here? Oh, we were, we were just in Beckley. Oh, okay. Uh, like, we went the hall. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we, and we were really in enemy territory. Yeah. Down there. Yeah. But, like, I would like there to be a better promotion around here. There is currently a promotion, but I don't like some of the working parts of the promotion. Uh huh. Uh, we've got as close to as Parkersburg right now. I feel that with, with Steven, Corey Toth, and you know, if a couple of our guys come back to train in full time, I think we could demand that people put a promotion together up here. Oh yeah. Now the people that he's fighting for right now aren't opposed to moving around. Like they had that first fight in Beckley. This next one's in Parkersburg. Okay. So, you know, we we get him to the finals. Who's to say they don't book a book a room up here? Right. And do it up here. You said before was it a casino that you ran into problems filling it up or the capacity? Oh, I never had a problem filling anywhere up. No, I mean, um, <laughs> well, you fill it up way too fast. Like it doesn't hold as, oh, it doesn't the, hold as many well, people the, as you would the, think. The downs was a challenge at times because they had they had strict rules on how many people could be in a room. We were selling thousand dollar tables left and right. Yeah, and you know, at one time Travis Clark and I headlined a, a night. So, you know, if you weren't there to see him, you were there to see me. Yeah. So, like, we we <laughs> max that place out. But you know, right now I think comfortably that. The Downs is a good yeah. showroom for that. Um, you could even, I know like when we talk Civic Center, the, the way they did Alice Cooper this past weekend, they cut it almost in half and just had yeah. the, the bowl seating for them. That might be Well, a, the, the, the arena is just, it costs too much. Promotion-wise, yeah. you're, gonna, you're going to find a place that you can fit it in, mm-hmm. but doesn't kill your overhead on that. Yeah. And the, the arena... You'd have to either fill it up or you'd have to charge so much a ticket that it, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be fun to go to. Yeah. Does uh, Tyler Ball still work with you guys? Ask him. No, I can cut no. this out if, if I need to. No, you're fine. Oh, okay. No, no, okay. Tyler. I went, to school with, I went to school with him. He went to Ferry for a few years. T-Ball took a Joe job, and and that's what he does. And Shout out T-Ball. <laughs> he talked about how much he misses the gym, but he don't show up. So. T-Ball, you got to get back in here so you can get on here and talk you know some shit. It. Anytime I played in Moundsville, he was he would I run into him anytime. Oh, if you're out in Moundsville, you're running out <laughs> yeah, into him. That's part of time. the problem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we, uh, well, I mean... It, both him and Corey and, and a few of my other guys, like once we get full into training, the going out starts to wear thin because you don't have the time to be tired. Yeah. You know, and, and as you're working up through the amateur ranks, this guy's been digging in the streets of wheeling all day. 
Mm-hmm. He's literally been, you know, when a guy like him shows up on a job site, he's not standing there watching. Yeah. Okay. So they've had him digging through the streets of Wheeling to try to get the streetscape done. And then he's got to come to the gym and train. And now he's working his way into doing the promoting of his fights and yeah. things like this. Mm-hmm. And it's just time on time on time. And you're hoping that at the end of the road, it starts to pay off for yeah. you. Or, like, you know, some guys, they take that safe route and take a job. Mm-hmm. You know? It's all the same it's, as playing music, too. No, it's a sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. You take a giant risk. You in do. this, I, I say it all the time, there's a, there's a fork in the road. You're either going to take the risk or you're going to the safe bet. Yeah. And, and the safe bet is a fine life. Yeah. You know, the, mm-hmm. you, you know where your paycheck's coming from. Everything's okay. You can do your, do your life or you take the risk. Yeah. You know, I could have screwed myself when I, I went full into training yeah. and full into fighting and, and owning a gym and stuff. I mm-hmm. could have failed. Now, and I don't say, I'm not telling you I'm rich, but I make it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm making it and I'm making, and we're succeeding. Yeah. You know, these guys are doing well. It's like when you're putting that bet on yourself too, and you're, you tell people like you're putting in this time, but you're not like clocking in. People think, I don't, I don't know. It's like people don't realize how much work it just involves in just your daily life. When you have your own brand or your own, like if you're trying to promote yourself, it's, yeah, yeah, they think like you're not putting in the time because you're not, you don't have that, you know, just official pay stuff from a company, but it's just like clocked in. I'm clocked in right now. Clocked in right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. From the time my feet yeah. hit the floor on, I'm clocked yeah. in. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, and he's pushing himself to the limit. And he, I'm telling you, he comes in tired. Okay, but he does it. Yeah. And he and he's trying to do it at a level that other people can't. Mm-hmm. You know, and by, the one thing you can control is how prepared you are. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's working on. And so in preparation, are you doing a lot of sparring? Or how, how does your training uh, go on? Yeah. Like going into of, a couple of weeks, a lot, a lot of sparring. A lot, a lot of sparring. Uh, that's war every Friday. Okay. Because, I mean, that's controversial too. Some people just stay off of sparring completely. And some people you do like Strickland does it like every single day. There's, you don't learn the spacing. And you okay. can't, you can't diagram a guy in 30 seconds if you haven't done that many rounds Mm -hmm. over the course of the rounds that i've done in my life outside of you growing a pair of wings and shooting fire out of your mouth i've seen everything Mm -hmm. so when the minute you you start to move at the beginning of the fight and we're settling in and i do i faint my my little twitches just to see where you're going to move i've seen somebody that moves like you right I've trained against somebody that moved like you, and I know what I had to do against them, so then I just draw upon that. Okay. I'm always looking for the next round. Do you Now, did you try to find sparring opponents that, do you try to match like with his opponents, say if like he's no. coming in south, okay, you just. No, I mean, it, I, I'll show him in sparring what the guy's going to do. Uh-huh. I'll give him an idea, and we'll have worked on certain ways to counteract what the guy's preferences are. Mm-hmm. But like when it comes down to it, I never really game planned anybody. Like okay. he's ready to do what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. I want him to fight like him. I don't want him to fight like him going up against somebody. Right. 
I want him to establish his his straight punches and then work work from behind him. If his defense is proper, he should be fine anyway. Yeah, right. You know. So being down in the wheeling streets and digging, how much longer are we looking at all this mess? Long time. <laughs> Long time. I figured. <laughs> It's going to look nice though. You can see it like you can see everything starting to open up. People wanting to do business. Yeah, we just well, gotta, <laughs> you know, be, if you had to drive in and out of it twice a day, you'd think twice. Yeah, you know, it it it's going to look really nice when it's all done, but it is a lot all at once. Yeah, like this is it's almost impossible to get get around. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were kicking around the new idea of like naming the city, the new city motto is you can't get there from here because <laughs> <laughs> we'll be out on the street running. Like yeah. I'll take my cardio class running and we're not sure what street we can get down by foot. Yeah. So um, I was down Lowe's the, the morning of that Alice Cooper pre-party at the heritage port. And I was like, I'll just drive through town to get down there. I was like, no, this was a mistake. I should have just hopped on too. It, I, it was just so many streets closed. I didn't realize. No. Oh yeah, yeah. You're getting rerouted no matter yeah. how you're going through town now. And at that pre-party too, they were talking like they were saying, "Do we want these food trucks down uh, on uh, Water Street or on the other side by um, in, in front of the waterfront hall?" And uh, they're like, "We can't shut down another road for like no. a party to, for people to get to the uh, West Banco." Well, I mean, I think they're having the Christmas parade on the other end of town. Oh really? I, th- I I had heard that kicked around that they weren't going to take it down through town. They were going to take it up by Lowe's. Okay. Now I'm not a hundred percent on that, but I I'd see why they would. Oh yeah, for because, sure. Because I mean those floats shouldn't be going through. <laughs> oh, I couldn't imagine. And where the hell is anybody going to stand? You could sit on a barrel. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like there's just enough in those roads right now to like have the entrance to like parking lots. That's it. How has it affected you? Uh, my business isn't a foot traffic business. So, so okay, like my people are coming to me either way. You know, it's yeah. not that big a deal. As long as they keep the roads plowed in the winter, I'm fairly good. The parking situation's been devastating. Yeah. You know, he drives a truck, so he's he's probably got it the worst. Oh, you know, his, his truck's kind of big, so he's got to find a spot amongst all that. Half the spots are blocked off half the days. Like, you, just, you when you come into downtown, you better have 15 extra minutes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's going to take us a minute to get everybody to come back even after they get it done. Yeah. Like, people will be so used to going elsewhere that it's going to take us a little while to get them coaxed back in to come yeah. downtown. It, it would honestly take, would help to have coordination between the construction and like say West Bank would just be like, when do you guys think it'll be done so we can start booking like the bigger names to try to draw in as soon as everything's ready? Yeah, but you know, he, he'll tell you as, as well as anybody that's been around contracting, I can't give you a definitive answer. Oh, yeah. Because every time they dig something up, they find something new that they didn't expect. Yeah. They were They were finding rail cars and stuff. <laughs> Find holes and uh, like tunnels and all kinds of hell. You don't know what's buried under hundreds of years <laughs> right. of concrete. Our infrastructure is just from east to west, just slowly decaying. It's so bad. Oh, I'm telling you what, if they didn't do all this, we were in trouble. Yeah. Because, I mean, they just started finding all the stuff that's underneath wheeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a part of the podcast where I normally throw some advertisements out at you, but today we're going to do things a little bit differently and open it up to potential sponsors. 
Stephen Carnage Carney is actively looking for sponsors for his next fight in the King of the Mountain State Tournament. If you're a local business in the Ohio Valley, this is a great opportunity for exposure and it lets a local fighter reinvest in themselves and in their craft. Johnny will mention this later on the episode, but sponsors will greatly help Steven reinvest in himself through better equipment, upgraded equipment, and it allows him more time and training on the off time. So if you're a local business in the Ohio Valley and want to sponsor a fighter in this tournament, get a hold of Johnny, Steven himself, or even message us at Ten String Tavern and we will get you through to those guys. Before coming on this podcast and before doing his training, Stephen puts a full shift in working on the streets of Wheeling and trying to open up the city for all of us. So let's thank him by allowing him to get back to working on what he does best, knocking people's lights out. Now back to the podcast. I had a uh, viewer submit a question, and I think it'd be pretty interesting for you guys to answer it. So it's a goofy one. If you had to adopt a tiger in your house, you had to be a roommate with it. All the doors are open. You had to let it have free roam. If you were given a million dollars per pound of that tiger, how big of a tiger are you adopting? This is our most popular question. How big a tiger can I whoop their ass, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just to take care of, you could get a million dollars per pound. Per pound. I said 10 to 20. Because I'm worried Hell, about the thing my, is I'm worried about it trying to play with me and just getting like one artery or something and I'm done. I don't know. I I'll get I'll go with forty. Forty. Yeah, I'll go with forty. Like yeah, I'm worried about the claws, but yeah. like as long as I'm mindful, and by that by a point at a point that thing's going to get used to you, right? How big? Big as it can get. Oh yeah. There you go. <laughs> he's he's scarier than the tiger so we asked johnny this question when we did a call in at a viewer uh submission so submission (laughs) submit um it's a submissive um when uh when you get down this tournament and uh you're done training you want to go on your cheat meal just to just you know just go crazy where are you going where are you going for your celebratory meal I'm going to a buffet. Buffet? Yeah. What's your favorite buffet? The Golden Corral. Golden Corral. Where's the Golden Corral around here? I know. I want the one down there in Myrtle Beach. (laughs) Myrtle Beach. (laughs) (laughs) Golden Corral, like when I was growing up, that was the place to go. Yeah. Okay. Now it, it, it's like the Walmart of food to me. Yeah. Like it, it does. It looks like herds of people just running through. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, and like and it, you got the gravy fountain. Like <laughs> kids putting their mouth underneath oh. it. I keep hearing rumors of Ponderosa coming back, and then I then everybody's quiet about it. Then I'll hear a rumor of it coming back. I'll, but you couldn't bring it back because you'd have to try to bring it back as it was. And now those standards aren't okay. Yeah. That, like, that kind yeah of, nobody's going to pay for that kind right. of steak again. Right. Like that was, that was the eighties yeah. nineties where that was, that was going out. Yeah. Especially where we're from. That was right, going yeah. out. Yeah. Know? I think I, I don't know if it was Raymond's podcast or something. He's like, you remember when steak, you only got steak when you had a job promotion or somebody like graduated, you went out for steaks and now it's just, T-Bone Tuesday, right? Uh, 
out back, everybody just goes. Yeah, it's it, crazy. It, it is more regular now. Yeah. Now I grew up on a, I grew up around a black Angus cattle farm. Mm-hmm. So like we, yeah, I used to say, are we having steak again? And like, <laughs> then I, then I grew up, moved away and I was like, oh, I've got to buy meat. And like, <laughs> that was the worst part. Yeah. Cause when you have an actual animal, that's like, we talked about last episode that's been raised on grass. It tastes so much different. Oh yeah. It's, it's whole life. And then like, I recently learned if, um. You can, if a, if a steak hat says grass fed beef, it can be pumped full of hormones the last like quarter of its life and it still be considered grass fed. It has to be, consi- has to be called grass finished for uh, it you, to be. Dude, you can't trust anything you buy in the store. You no, just buy nice. it, you eat it and you hope you don't die of cancer early. Yeah. You know, that, that, <laughs> that's where we're at right now. Yeah, and you see like other countries, like the banned foods list. It's like you could you never find a fruity pebbles over like in the UK yes. or anywhere. It's not Skittles. Skittles yeah, is Skittles. a big one. I think California just banned Skittles. Oh, did they? That that and like fifteen other products that they were like, you shouldn't people should not ingest this. <laughs> yeah. But but you know, we could throw it at kids all the time. It's that red forty. I, I, yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah, well, I'm I think when my daughter was like one and a half, she had like my my mom was giving her like a little handful of like red sprinkles to eat. And I swear like an hour after she ate that, the worst tantrum we've ever had to, to, to deal with. It's like baby meth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how, how's podcasting is a, it's good. You know, hustle. It, it's, it's really good. It's real interesting. Yeah. I'm used to, cause they've never given me a mic on stage. This is like the first, thing i've done oh in, so you in, went crazy with it i went crazy yeah i had like a fever dream one night and i was like i can do this i know every single musician and i know a bunch of interesting people and then like i sent you like a copy and paste of message like hey would you be interested in coming on here if i did this and everybody said yes i'm like well this can't fail right if i just keep you know just keep doing there it. are interesting people around here there, There's stuff there are going yeah. in on all the time you know the the music industry around here is really good yeah there are good bands there are good musicians mm-hmm. playing they, you know, everybody's got, you know, John Banco took the reins and yeah. said, okay, I'm going to be the middleman between the owners right. and the the musicians. Now, the bands don't have to know the manager of the bar or yeah. the owner of the bar. And the bar owner doesn't have to take a chance because the booking guy's saying, no, this band fits your motif, fits yeah. what you want. It's your happy hour. They'll, they'll go perfect. Yeah. And they can just trust that. And it brings in the younger musicians too that way. Right. Yeah. Because like you said, like you'd have to know a manager owner or somebody in like the Jamboree USA or something to give you, give you a chance. I came up around Brett Kane and all them and there was three bands. Yeah. There was Brett and a, and a couple other bands and that was it. And so if you didn't know the, the bar owners, you weren't getting in guy used to, a guy asked me one time I was tearing down for Brett and he said, how do I get to play in a bar? I said, well, I'll give you a list of 30 songs. Learn them. <laughs> yeah. Play them like you wrote them. And <laughs> that'll get you in because that's what people want to hear. You know, you got to be a really special talent to get your personal stuff yeah. out there in a small area like this and right. get people to take hold. Yeah. It's, too, it's like we all know what songs work in this valley. It's a big risk to yourself to start playing some original stuff or 
just out of the ordinary, not the Johnny Cash. And, well, you have to seed it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to seed it in. You have to play things that are around the genre you're trying to create mm-hmm. and you need to bring people in that way. You can't just go straight in. Here's 12 songs that I wrote because yeah. it's just in a bar atmosphere, which is where you're going to play at first. You're not going to get the attention, right? You know, they'll turn their back to you and they'll keep talking. Yeah. He used to kick so many of my buddies out at CD's Irish pub when I played <laughs> down there, <laughs> they would they'd get into it and I would just hide behind my guitar and they would look at me like, Hey, help me out. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a song. What do you no want me to do? For you. <laughs> yeah, I, I have people every once in a while come up to me and be like, you threw me out of a bar. I said, you probably did something that deserved that. Were you bartending at CDs? No, I was just, you, just, just straight I bouncing. I bartended in my life, dude. Really? Yeah, I just stood there and looked really upset all the time. <laughs> the more upset I look, the more people behave. <laughs> there, CDs is one of those bars in this area were like the first like two and a half hours of my set would be one crowd and all of a sudden everything flips oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah well uh yeah especially when i was there we established the point where we were the last bar open because if i was there there was going to be no problem yeah so like the owner took it upon herself to just say open that whole time yeah and so we'd be open till 3 30 in the morning you could tell when the hole closed you could tell when wakeham closed yeah. all the places had closed and then everybody'd end up there mm-hmm. half of them immediately to the poker room some <laughs> after yeah. the bar yeah yeah and then you know it didn't take me long to make sure that everybody knew that if you messed up you weren't coming back ever again yeah and you don't want to ruin <laughs> the last bar open every right night because everybody else is going to go there. They're not kicked out. Yeah. You know. Um, was there uh, a certain bar in particular that you bounced that was worse than the others as far as uh, events late at night? No. no. I, I, when I bounce, everybody around here knows me. Yeah. I, they know yeah. what I do all day long. Mm-hmm. That you do not want to be tipsy and try to fight me. and i'm and i'm the nicest guy i came up with you know i used to dust guys off outside of the bar after i like put them on the ground and and say hey you're lucky the guys i came up with to chew you in the hamburger and not think twice of it right i'm a nice guy where are you going i'll point you in the right direction (laughs) you know yeah valley's full of the uh i watch out when i see red (laughs) Oh, dude, I I got a nice saying for that. You see red, but you're going to see black directly after. Okay, I don't care how mad you get. I'm still way more talented than you are. Well, just the thought of that, that anger can like somehow produce... It's, produce like more strength or more force into anything. Well, like that's you what do. people in the, that don't know anything say. That's yeah. a, that's what people that don't know what a real fighter does, mm-hmm. and they, you know, wouldn't make it very long in our gym. That's what they say. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that he's bouncing, and Corey Tosa's bouncing down at the hole now. Oh, okay. So they called me, and I I've made it well known to the bar owners that I have no interest in bouncing ever again, <laughs> and and so like every once in a while I'll get a call if somebody's in a pinch. Hey, do you have a guy that you trust doing it? And I train my guys to be good people. Yeah, like they're not looking for a fight. Right. They they get enough fighting in the gym. They go right. out and they want it to be nice and quiet. 
So uh, both him and Corey and uh-huh. working at, working at the hole now. I remember you saying last time, like you were telling your guys, like stay away from that local rough and rowdy because they do want you to act like a fool. They want you to look. Well, as- you know, it, it was we. I'd let them sign up a few times because there was an offer of money. Yeah. Like, and for an amateur, if it pays for your equipment, your training, right, and, a, yeah. and a few things, that's a really nice bonus. Mm-hmm. But, like, they just never would accept us because our guy, my guys at all text me independently and say, yeah, they want a shit talk video. I don't feel comfortable doing this. Yeah. You, there, know, you notice Parker about Walmart. how much this guy says right now. So, like... <laughs> He, he doesn't want to get on there and talk shit about right. somebody. He wants to go in there and wreck somebody's face. Yeah. That's yeah. what he's about. Yeah. He's not about talking about it. He's about being about it. You know, and so the rough and rowdies, it's it's all a show. Yeah. It, if you take it for what it is, it's just a show. Speaking of shows, did you catch the Logan Paul Dylan Dana's fight. Dylan Dana's fight. Did you watch any of that? Just yeah. clips. Now, I have no like uh, amount of training whatsoever, but I know to keep my hands up and not just throw a right every every single punch. Yeah, I, I, like these guys are going to keep doing that and yeah. people, until people stop giving them money. I for know. It. You know. They can fight nobodies. They can fight ex- MMA fighters, ex guys from everything. Yeah, you know he can. He, I mean, they're making revenue everywhere. He's professional wrestling. He's yeah. boxing somebody professionally. And after they, every sentence, they're drink making prime, hundreds of millions prime. of dollars just through promotion. Yeah. So, like, as long as people keep giving them money, they're going to keep doing it. It's not fighting. It's not great for the sport, but it's introducing a position where. There are paydays outside of your major promotions. Right, yeah. Like, the the UFC should be worried. Their heavyweight champ left. Yeah. And got way more money. Yeah, a lot. Way more money to do one thing that he wanted to do, and he's under contract with the PFL. Yeah, right, so, and they let them go Who's about to and... buy Bellator. They're yeah. all going to consolidate, and they're is going to be somewhat of a, pro- a promotion to go against the UFC. And if they yeah. start offering more money, you know, the UFC is greedy. They yeah. want more of that percentage than the fighters get. Yeah. What if this other promotion decides, well, we'll give up the part of the money that the UFC won't give up. Now they can't compete because mm-hmm. I'll go fight nobody's for way more money. Yeah. I don't care if I'm fighting the best competition in the world. That's pride. Mm-hmm. You know, pride, yeah. pride, pride gets you to the championship, and then you're Conor McGregor, and you don't fight anymore because you don't have to do yeah. it. You know, have you seen it? Like, notice a difference after they signed that deal with WWE, like these face-offs after the well, fight, yeah. and man, oh, like, it's you know, that, it's way more produced. The uh, the O'Malley and All Joe face-off when that um, All Joe's buddy stole his jacket. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like. They knew the camera angles before he stole the jacket. So I'm like, They're, the the fighters are in on it. It's yeah. all like they know that they're selling more money, mm-hmm. you know. And and the precedent was set with the Mayweather uh, Conor McGregor fight. Right. Not only did they have the fight, they did a wor- a, a world tour of them going to an arena, shit talking each other. And getting paid the ticket prices for all those yeah. people. And you tell me that they weren't getting on the same jet together, flying to the next, next city one. and laughing the whole time. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, this uh, this whole thing's set a precedent that that's what's going to make you the most money. Right. You have to do that shit. Yeah. I mean, like, look at the WWE. People will watch it and have a whole culture around it knowing that it's fake. I mean, that production coming to the UFC is not a bad thing as long as they're being fair. I mean, well, I did, did again. You asked me the last time I was here if I thought that, that people would fix fights or anybody would throw. Oh a fight. yeah, I, uh, I that would be so hard to legitimately do and not mm-hmm. and it not look like that's what you're doing. Yeah, you know there there's a lot of eyes on that ring, mm-hmm. and and if you if you do anything uncharacter uncharacteristic. Mm-hmm. Then people are going to pull that out, and they're going to have seven angles of it. Yeah, and especially like you guys watching, who like you said, like see it almost like in slow mo. There's so many fighters watching that. Some going to pick it up and be like, "Hey, oh, they, they do." Like Sean O'Malley's infamous for grabbing the cage when people are trying to take him down. Yeah, they'll they'll give you a video of him do it ten times in a fight. Mm-hmm. If they can find that, they can find everything. Else. Yeah. So it, what I think the production level is going to up because of the WWE. I don't think. The the matchups might be different, yeah, because yeah. they're going to put who who makes the most sense money wise. Yeah, I you look know, at Tony Ferguson and Patty Pimblett. Like, if you were, oh, like, I hope he what's just your, kills Patty Pimblett and guys walks is, off into the sunset like the hero that he is. I was about to say, what's your guys' take on Patty? Because oh fuck him the 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 event I watch where everybody was in Patty Pimblett wigs. I'm like, this is the first fight everybody's watched. Like, this is the first event any of these people have been to. Well, fight, screaming fight of the night. It's a great story. He does things his own way. It's it's awesome. He's got a weird haircut. He, he talks a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he balloons up in between fights. I and think he's gonna stop himself. that. But like, it's a lot of hype. Uh, yeah, and until until it's actually tested, I mean. Tony Ferguson is a gatekeeper of all gatekeepers. Good Lord. Yeah. That's not the guy you want to catch on the way (laughs) out because he might just put one together for you. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. In my heart, I want Ferguson to knock him out and then retire. Yeah, that'd be nice. Because, God help us, he doesn't need to be taking these wars anymore. Just like I remember, like when he was fighting Ben Yell Darius, he's just like letting him snap his leg because he just didn't want to lose. And yeah, there it's a different breed. Yeah, that's a different breed of people. You know, we're all tough, but there's some that are they go that extra little mile that we're all like, yeah. Yeesh. <laughs> you know, I was telling you before we started his his opponent, he picked him up off the ground with a left hook. I might have quit right then. <laughs> I watched his feet leave the ground. I was like, good <laughs> Lord. To the body, too. He's like, well, oh, right. It, 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 right in the sternum. <laughs> just picked him up off the ground. You know. Was there Things, a point in that fight where you thought, like, I got this? Or you thought, like, everything was coming together? Or is it, like, a war from beginning to end? Uh, at first, I felt like I had it. But then it started in my mind, like, hey, this is a war. Really? Like, but I just got to stay composed and just keep feeding power shots. And I think I got this. Well, for the most part, he's been putting people down. So when a guy doesn't go down, he's like, this is odd. (laughs) 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 But we, we prepare for that. That's what, that's why we work so hard is that he can fight bell to bell. 
If yeah. he put, I tell him all the time, I said, if you knock somebody out, that's great. But that's not what we're going in there trying to do. Right. If it's there, take it. But we're going in there trying to fight them from bell to bell and win. So, so say, f- what, what would be the next step uh, from somebody that doesn't know a lot about boxing? Like how much, like say you, you win the tournament. When do you make like a jump to professional? Like how many wins like of amateur do you need? How many tournaments do you need before? Um, or is it really or, turning pro is a decision by you and a promoter? Okay. Like a promoter sees enough in you that they'll, they'll turn you pro and you know, you work your way up through that promotion and you get competition The competition steadily gets better. Uh, you know, right now, this is a, this is a fast track. This tournament's a fast track to that for him. Yeah. He's at a, he's at a level, he's at a talent, he's at, a, at an age where it's that time to make that step. So he fights through this tournament, wins this tournament. He wants to fight the wheeling tough man and win the wheeling tough man because he deserves it. He's been very close a few times. But the training's been different. He got with me. We've fixed a lot of the errors. And I think he's going to absolutely dominate the Wheeling Tough Man. So that that's out of his mind. And then we'll work closely with the promoters on the next step, which will be him fighting, prize fighting oh, for yeah. money. And then you'll get on this podcast and just start talking mad shit. <laughs> we'll oh, yeah. put those maybe, clips maybe, out. <laughs> well, maybe, you know, a few fights in when he's making bigger money and he's digging less. You know, he'll <laughs> right. be a little bit more energetic. Digging less, I'll make you out some cocktails. We'll get in there and be like, I heard he said this and this. <laughs> uh, we'll send it to the opponents and they can hear everything we say. <laughs> You're right. Now, I'm known for being vocal in the state. So the other fighters in the other gyms know. If I think something, I'm going to say it. I'm going to have a target on my back, and all I do is play guitar <laughs> just from having you guys in here. We got you. Okay, nice. So you were saying before we, uh, well, during break, something about Pittsburgh sports. Oh, yeah. What, what's that, your uh, what's your take on Pittsburgh sports? Well, I mean, like, other than the fact that the Steelers just, the the, the fans are the problem. <laughs> It's a, the re, they they're like the rest of the country hates us because of how good we are, and it's not that. It's that they're the most annoying fan base to watch act all all over. Like Philadelphia is crazy; those people right, stab yeah, you in the, nice. in the neck. But like the Steelers people, I I just enjoy when they cry. Like I enjoy the the tears of the Steelers fan. Their team's a great team, yeah. like and and they're in a rebuilding time right now. And if they had any other fan base, it would be okay. But they have the Steelers <laughs> fan base. The Steelers fan base will not put up with two losses without wanting everybody's head. Everybody, yeah. Mike Tomlin's got to be fired tomorrow. Well, if they yeah. fire him tomorrow, four minutes later he has another job, right? Because yeah, yeah. everybody would love to have a coach mm-hmm. like him. Yeah, he's on the chop. It seems like he's on the chopping block for no reason. Well, like and every every, every time Ben Roethlisberger would ha- would lose a couple games, they'd turn on him. They'd yeah. want his head. And what he'd do, and and that's why I had a lot of respect for him. His personal life, on the other hand, I don't. But football <laughs> player wise, he would put six touchdowns on the next game. Yeah, and then he like silently flip off the fan base and be like, 
yeah, you wanted me gone, and now I'm your savior again. And they've done it to every quarterback they've ever had. Yeah, Neil O'Donnell only threw interceptions in an, a Super Bowl game. He took them to the Super Bowl, threw some interceptions. They ushered him out of town. Tom Maddox came in, tried to save the day, and they threw garbage on his front lawn. They made Cordell Stewart cry on the field. How horrible do you have to be to make your quarterback cry on the field? See, that's like what Philly fans will do when they win. <laughs> well, yeah. They're they're When horrendous. they win, I mean, if you watch videos of the streets of Philly after a Super Bowl win or anything, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy place, Philadelphia. Yeah. My first fight was in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It was a crazy outdoor event. And I was the main event. I didn't know that wasn't a good thing until much later on. So... If you wanted to like fight like across state lines, what what would you have to do? Do you have to get like your license in another state to participate, or if you have your West Virginia one, you can kind of go around? Uh, you'd have to get a boxing license in that state. Okay. Yeah, you have to you have to get licensed through everybody's everybody's state commission. Usually, okay. it's a nominal fee, like twenty five bucks. Okay. You know, there's nothing crazy. There's about not like it. any joint states or anything like that. It's all no, okay. no. And and when I first started fighting, like they didn't check anything. I didn't right, have. Right. They weren't licensing licensing anything. The doctor'd come up to you, grab your arm, look at your eyes, and go, "You're good." <laughs> <laughs> all right. So before I let you guys go, December second. Yeah, yeah, Parkersburg yeah. South High School. Parkersburg South uh, High School. December 2nd. That'll be the second round of the tournament. There will be pro fights on the card as well. Uh, we'll probably try to sneak one of our other fighters on this card okay. just on an off match if, they, if they've got some room. Since it's the second uh, bra- part of the bracket, there should be some room for other fights. And uh, we'll be looking for sponsors all the way through the fight. It helps him pay for training. It helps him dedicate his time, his off time, right. and you know buy equipment and upgrade equipment and stuff like that. Looking for sponsors. Sponsor Stephen Carnage Carney right now going into King of the Mountain State round two. I want to thank you guys for coming in. Get you guys both in here back soon. Well, it's mm-hmm. time to eat now. It's time to eat, yeah. Yep. My wife's bringing the newborn back home any second now so I get to stay up all night. That's the best time. Yeah, that's why I'm getting the episode out tomorrow. I'll just be editing all night, listening yeah. and screaming. Hang out. <laughs>